tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Why are you not playing? I was going to say, I can do it myself. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of The Ultimate Fighter on AfterBuzz TV. Next to me is the peanut gallery, and I'm Daria Baronado. That's you have your own camera, dummy. Oh, over there. George well, Hermosa. Oh, there he is. And that one too, Popping yeah. into my frame. Uh, and that's Mr. J. Tan. Hi, guys. Hello. That's I'm Captain. There. Oh, don't forget Alexis. You would you would think we were doing this show? Oh yeah, and our our, our beautiful producer Alexis Torres. Right. Um, you would think we do this? Sh- <laughs> Captain, no. El Capitan. I will never call you Captain. Octagon. <laughs> Not anymore today, buddy. <laughs> Uh, you would think we'd do the show at like 2 a.m. the way that you Fruit Loops act at late night. I'm more he started it. And I'm more like of a that. lucky charm. In, in all fairness, he started that. <laughs> Write that one down. <laughs> I thought you were more of like a Captain Crunch. I told you my improv. Oh! Are you sure he's not cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Because I can, I mean, oh. you, Captain Crunch, because I can make it happen. We can go all day with cereal analogies. But I think you're just a Pop-Tart. I, I got nothing on Anyway! It's nice. <laughs> not a cereal! It's oh, not a cereal. That was the point. I was moving yeah. genres of food. Moving on now. So today was the Ultimate <laughs> Fighter, episode eight. Beck Rawlings versus Tisha Torres. Number three, Tisha Torres versus number eight, Beck Rawlings. Nicely yes, Apparently, nicely done. Uh, if you remember, Tisha Torres was involved in the first fight of the tournament against yes. Randa Marcos from, from Iraq. What did I say? Ranked? F- uh, 14. There you go. Number okay. three versus number 14. Oh, trying to throw and now Tisha Torres is back and now, now on Team Pettis. Boom! Team Pettis. I didn't. She was on Team Melendez before, but now she's on Team Pettis because Justin Kish got hurt, and now how'd she get hurt? What injury? Her ACL. Same same injury that Heather Joe Clark has, which, by the way, has not returned my tweet. I still want to know if you went to Los Angeles (laughs) Valley College and you're in my theater class years ago. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say what year because I don't want to age myself. I'm really twenty something. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Bring it back to Bacon from episode one. Yeah, it all it all ties in together. We're gonna we Tarantino. Bring us back, baby. Bring us back. We started from the from the end. Yes. We're going back to the beginning. I'm familiar. So Tisha Torres lost, and now it's her second chance opportunity. Against who? Beck Rawlings. Uh, From Australia. In Aussie, huh? Oi. Oi. Uh, yeah, so on this week's, last week's episode, let's go uh, recap a little bit. We saw, uh, Rose Namajunas versus Alex Chambers. Uh, Rose Namajunas won. Obviously, that was one of our favorite fights, I think, of the entire season thus far. Mm-hmm. Do you agree, boys? Scrap. It was a good fight. Uh, Rose Namajunas, everyone, after seeing her on The Ultimate Fighter, uh, well, everyone I've been talking to in my MMA circles has been 
going crazy about this girl. Well, really? Even before, she had that cool She had clip. hype, yeah. No, no, but she had that cool clip of that flying armbar. Yes. Which apparently um, was like, a, not two, it was two fights ago, right? It wasn't her last fight, but the fight before that. It was in Invicta, I don't remember. I yeah. don't remember. But, but yeah. so there's a lot of buzz. I mean, that's how I first saw Rose Namajunas. It wasn't on the show. It was on the Yahoo front page. It was, right. It was female fighter, sick flying armbar. I thought maybe, uh, like, okay, she pulls off some cool moves, she's a little unorthodox, but I didn't think she had that much skill. I mean, this girl is well-rounded and technical. I thought maybe she was one of those, you know, cr- just crazy fighters, but no, she is very, very technical. I mean, yeah, even even in skilled. the beginning of the season, everybody's saying, oh, who's going to be the next Ronda Rousey? Everybody's automatically pointing at her. Right, Even though Carla Esparza was ranked number one, it's like, oh, but mm-hmm. Rose Namajunas is getting build as this next big thing yeah and she definitely last week she showed why it took quite a while for us to get to her match but we finally mm-hmm. did get to see the goods yes and when people talk about the next so-and-so in this case the next ronda i remember when we first talked to talked about this you know we weren't quite sure what criteria that was right. exactly and we were picking i think i know what kind it is of now guessing but... yeah well i think i was going to say um when you look at rose a lot of the People have wanted to know a lot about her because Mm -hmm. she does this great balancing act of being tough and as what what is she? What's her nickname? Thug Rose. Thug Rose. Yeah, Yeah, tough and thuggish. But at the same time, when you see the clips of the premiere party when the show first started, or Mm -hmm. when she was on Tough Talk, girl can dress. Yeah, girl can clean up, right? Absolutely, she can clean up in the cage and she cleans up, you know, in the uh, in the beauty salon. That's a very good point. I mean, she's one of those girls. Uh, we'll get to it later about Tisha Torres and uh, her talking about her build on Tough Talk after the episode. Yeah, but talking about builds, when you look at Rose Namajunas, you wouldn't necessarily think she was a fighter, right? I think you mentioned this earlier. Um, she's she's built like a beautiful feminine female, and uh, as a lot of the girls are on the show, mm-hmm. but um. She just doesn't have that, you know, that masculine bone structure. Right. So I think when you see her all dressed up, you know, at the premiere parties and all of that stuff, yeah. or with her fiance Pat Barry, you're like, that's the girl that just yeah it turns heads and goes damn. Cave. Yeah. But on top of all of that, though, you've got two great great things that factors to promote. You got the look, and you've got the uh, um, you've got the, the skills to pay the bills in the cage, but the attitude mm-hmm. that. Rhonda attitude, mm-hmm. and I hate to label it as Rhonda's, but she, I think that's a big part of her charm and appeal is that this is a woman that takes no shit. Right. And by the same token, Rose comes off like that. George, how's your chair going there, buddy? Uh, I'm good. Now um, you know what it's like but, to be short. But I was just going to say that, that she has that killer instinct that I always mention, yeah. not just on the show, but right. when, when covering the UFC fights that some people just don't have. And they mm-hmm. won't get to that top because they don't have that killer instinct. And we'll get into it later um, toward the end of the episode uh, with the face-to-face. But you can just tell that Rose has that killer instinct. Absolutely. Um, that's that's probably one of her strongest points. Let me ask you, though, before we, before we go on. What is your criteria for being the next Ronda now that you've seen some of the episodes play out? What do you think it is now? It's that killer instinct. If you don't have it, then you're not going to be Ronda. Because we all seen it. For every single time that Ronda Rousey comes out, she has that look. The mug. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, of course, you know of course. the walk out she look. gets you'll walk out the, mug, the yeah. emotionless, just just kind of mean. The Terminator stare. So yeah. you think the criteria of being the next Ronda Rousey, comparing it to potentially Rose Namajunas, is that mean mug, uh, you know, kill or be killed, 
uh, you mm. know, kind of attitude. Do you Absolutely. think that's what it is? Do Absolutely. you agree, Jay? What do you think? I don't know. Um, I think it can be when you say somebody again is is that in this case the next Rhonda, that can be interpreted in a, in a bunch of different ways. Right. The next Rhonda could also be somebody that just plows through her opponents and finishes people with the same thing uh, straight through. We had that with Marina Shafir uh, before she was. Uh, well, I mean, as as we were trying to book her, right. I tried to. It was a year before I could finally get an opponent um, to and, go against that, Marina. Yeah, to go against that both sides would agree on. I tried to book her for a year straight. Wow. Um, yeah, and you know, and it was one side or another saying yes, this, no, that. Um, but anyway, the point is, Marina uh, <laughs> also had a long line of. I think it was like four four matches going in when she fought for us, and and I think we were number five of first round arm bars. You know, mm-hmm. um, I want to say, yeah, I, I, at any rate, it was the first round. I mean, and they were talking about her as the next Ronda, which, you know, understand is understandable in a lot of ways because that's a criterion also because she's close to Ronda. Oh, so she's also she, Ronda's yeah, roommate like, and teammate. It's almost cheating to be like, well, of course she's going to be the next Ronda, you know? She's her. She, um, I follow Ronda, uh, Ronda's Twitter and her mm-hmm. Facebook to a certain extent. And I think out of all the four horsewomen, mm-hmm. Uh, I could be speculating here, but I think Rhonda and Marina are the closest. Sure. It yeah. seems to be that those two well, they have a longer train history. the most. They have a longer history together going back to their uh, judo, judo days. Uh, right. days. But, so that my point is that you know Marina in some interpretations can be looked at as the next Rhonda. Right. Um, maybe it's Rose that we're talking about. Rose does seem to have that triumvirate if we're listing out criteria and right. who is the closest on all three – you know, Rose probably hits that that spectrum pretty well. Because um, you you could break it down so many ways. Okay, mm-hmm. she's the next Ronda Rousey because of uh, you know all these arm bars. That could be mm-hmm. one way. She's the next Ronda Rousey because she embodies the Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. That's another way to look at it. She's the next Ronda Rousey because of you know the hype she's getting from the yeah. fans. Yeah. There, there's so many dynamics to it. Um, I think they're. I, I agree with George a little bit and you as well. Um, I think they're looking at both. The killer instinct, like mm-hmm. the mean mugging, the, you know, don't take no shit. But I think also the fan appeal. I think that's mm-hmm. probably the biggest similarity between the two is, holy crap, this girl can kick some butt. Yeah. And she's pretty. And she appeals to her fans. Right, exactly. So I think it's the stardom more than anything. I think it's the, the, the it similarity factor. and the it, fa- yeah. it factor. Perfect word. And, and, and the yeah. fan appeal, that's what you want. Like, that's the end goal you're going to. You want right, people course. to like this person or to incessantly hate them. But, but in this case, you The know. UFC in the past and other, other MMA organizations have promoted one fighter over all the others based on fan appeal. And I've been like, but when they fight, they're not that good. Mm. That is not the case for Rose Namajunas. I think she backs up. Every single piece of her hype. If not, she's still underrated. I I really have a lot of hopes for this girl. Mm -hmm. I I I think she's the best in the division. Well, we've um, we've seen a lot of great matches on this this show. Even the ones that go all the way to a decision are not snoozers. They're not one sided. They're very even and back and forth. And the ones that have gone the distance, uh, those say to me, "Oh my God, the level of competition here is so equally Mm -hmm. matched." So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm really curious to see the rankings when the tournament is over. Do you, do you have any opinion on what you think it's going to be? Do you think it'll go in in order of like here? Here's the the middle, the the finals. Does it go out like two, three, and four? A little and then, bit. I mean, you're going to have your champion, of sense. course. I think. Yeah. I mean, I want I want to know who wins first, <laughs> but 
I, I think that's going to be a big shakeup. I think a lot of people that got uh, ranked a little bit low mm-hmm. is going to be a little bit higher. Not to say yeah. that the ones that are ranked middle is going to go lower because they're bad. I just think that, so like you said, some people were actually underrated. Absolutely. Like, like, like the chick from Tough Talk said, uh, oh, Tisha Torres is like, oh, I think Ronda Marcos was highly underrated. She should have been yeah. a lot higher than number 14. I, I thought that was funny that that's the first words out of her mouth because the question that, uh, um, what's her name? Karen Bryant. Karen Bryant asked Tisha Torres was, who's the most overrated fighter in the house? And Tisha quickly turned around that question. Nice to political the, dodge there. Very good political dodge uh, to saying, well, I think the most underrated uh, person yeah. is Ronda Marcos, which is the girl coincidentally she lost to yeah. so um, we can't also we have to keep in mind also that these are not these matches that we see on TV mm-hmm. are not necessarily an even fair gauge of these women's skill um, of, uh, of of anything because the ultimate fighter experience is such an anomaly to a normal fight camp and to a regular schedule right. for a fighter a pro fighter uh, competing you know at this level right you f- train for much longer you're not in, in such close quarters with your opponent. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. normally states or cu- whole countries difference. You but know? It, what it does do, Jay, it, that, that I've seen over the seasons is that it really separates the girls who uh, are mentally strong and the girls who can put on a performance no matter what. Because, I mean, there's, hmm. so, there's so many people I see in the gym on a daily basis and I'm like, wow, hmm. this person's good. And then I see them fight for the first time and I'm like, it's not what they look like in the gym. I mean, we talk about uh, this all the time. Now you're talking about gym fighters versus people that are that can bring it on game day, right? Which ties so much into the you know the kind of the atmosphere that the Ultimate Fighter mm, brings. Absolutely, yeah. it's like there's those people that no matter what kind of situation they could yeah. have strep throat, they could have you know whatever mm-hmm. bad thing going into a fight, but they're going to pull through because they're yeah. a good fighter. Yeah. Whereas other people. I mean, one things have to be lined up perfectly. Perfectly. I mean, I know people that if their walkout song gets messed up, it's the end of the world. Yeah. It's like, no, I can't walk out to this. Like, you know what I mean? You're not one of them. I, that, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's funny. I was thinking that while I was saying it, but I, not my reference point. Yes, they did mess up my walkout song. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? There's people that are very uh, finicky about how their yeah. entire camp, their entire fight experience mm-hmm. goes. And then there's fighters. Right. You know? And that's something that I think a lot of fighters can can grow out of right. and and learn to control. Do you think so? Do you state. think that it's something that comes would, with maturity as a fighter? Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, yeah. If well, let's put it like this: the ones that uh, the ones that have a future in the sport, you'll have to grow out of that. Right. Things must be perfect, Henny's penny, the sky is falling, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's the definition of being a fighter. You overcome, you adapt, improvise, and overcome, as a great cop from the seventies once said. Um, you just you deal with it. You roll with the punches. I don't know who he's really? talking about. I don't know who he's talking about either. Oh come on! Hey, first word, first person on YouTube to get that one. Adapt, improvise, overcome. Put it in the comments section. You'll win an AfterBuzz T-shirt. I'll was make it, that happen. Was it Punch? It was not Punch. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't count, win. buddy. Yeah, you can't win. So G Hermosa cannot uh, cannot post on it. Nor can Darian B Twenty Eight T-shirt. I don't even have an AfterBuzz T-shirt. After buzz t- I Alexis, only, Alexis doesn't know. The only thing I have Alexis is an AfterBuzz pen because they don't take. They don't let me take these home. <laughs> I have a pen. Um, George. Daria. <laughs> ah, did you forget my name? These ten PM shows thank are great. You, thank you for. The we got to keep doing these guys. Thank you for the pizza. And I so bought much. them pizza. We had a pizza party before. Thank the show. you, Daria. Thank you, Aww, <laughs> Alexis. And Alexis gave me some of her chicken. And you had chicken. Yes, and it was amazing. Amazing. You're 
Thank you so much. Okay. Um, let's get what back to this, What was your question, Daria? Uh, now I forget it. You completely messed me up. Oh, okay. So Live internet. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to the results first because then I want to talk about a couple poll questions that uh, were on Tough Talk on the bottom of the screen. Results of what? You said results. Plural. The- Results of the fight. Of the fight. Of yeah, the show. Of the no, let's talk about the results. What results are there? There's a result. Well, no, I'm sure other no, results there's tie results in. because you say the winner and then you talk about how the fight played out. So the results. Yeah, she's got you there. There are results and the the results affect other results. So who won? Boom. We're about to talk about that. Oh, my Lanta. Okay. So this week <laughs> it was Beth Rawlings versus Tisha Torres, as you know. Um Tisha Torres won via decision. Mm-hmm. It only went two rounds. It didn't need to go the third. I certainly thought so. What did you guys think? I would have given Beck Rawlings the second round. Really? Into the third round. Uh, yeah. I, 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 not just because of that takedown. For, for one thing, she should have Ronda rousey her right now because we all saw that one fight with the Ronda Rousey with the same exact move, and we all thought the same thing. Why don't you, you do the, the same takedown? thing? What? Talking yeah. about the hip toss takedown. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do the same thing, but yet two. she moved into a okay. kind of mouth, which well, is, I thought it was kind of awkward. She but. didn't land the same position that Ronda landed. Ronda landed with just a head and arm in that pocket. She mm-hmm. landed in uh, and, reverse and, side control. And plus, Ronda did tag her a little bit first, so it was that's true. That, she that was, was rocked different. going down. Wow, yeah. this was this, you know. um, but anyway, what they're talking about is that uh, Beck Rawlings hip tossed Tisha Torres, mm-hmm. and land- she landed in reverse side control, which was good, but she immediately switched. To the other way, and then it almost looked like she put herself in Tisha Torres's guard. Yeah. Um, I thought she did too. I'm sure she was fighting for it not to. I'm sure she knows better, but it looked like she pretty slipped easily slipped right into the guard. Um, yeah. So I would have said stay in that stay in that first reverse side control position and work for something Maybe there. Maybe she wasn't in. I mean, it's un- unrealistic to say she was five and three. You would think that she is pretty uh, pretty familiar with right. Yeah, I'm not. It's definitely not a lack of knowledge. I think it was just in the moment. It's the way it worked out. But um, it was a beautiful toss, and I think she could have really done some nice groundwork there Mm -hmm. um, against Tisha. And I definitely gave her credit for that during that round. But I still gave the round to Tisha because uh, although she took her down, she didn't uh, gain an advantage from it. She didn't do any damage at it, Mm -hmm. and uh, Tisha got right back to her feet and really touched her up standing up. what I noticed that I said to you guys when we were watching it was that Tisha Torres is an amazing fighter at distance. I yeah. mean, she she really knows how to pick her shots. Um, her movement looked like that of a very experienced Muay Thai fighter, um, which I know she is. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I know her her mitt trainer, Steve Bruno. He's amazing. He's one of the head uh, coaches at American Top Team that I had the pleasure of working with for about a year when I lived there. And um, Shout out to Steve. He's he's the man. <laughs> what, what? Um, he's Hector Lombard's trainer, <laughs> and he works with all those guys at ATT. Yeah. But anyway, um, so, yeah, her stand-up looked amazing, but it seemed like her only real weakness was when she got in the pocket or mm-hmm. the clinch. Um, every time Beck Rawlings got her in the clinch, uh, her inside dirty boxing was better than Tisha's, and she was getting clipped with those right. knees as well. So, yeah. There was a big height difference between the two of them. And Tisha really – it's especially, I think, inter- especially interesting, as you say, that she's good from a distance. And yet she is right. <laughs> possibly the shortest one of the entire uh, the entire cast. Very good but point. But she does know how to stick and move. She's very methodical, picks and chooses her Tisha shots. Back. Tisha Tisha, I'm okay. talking about. Um, but, yeah, when you get somebody – when there's a big height difference – in the pocket, you know, it's kind of that big dog, little dog thing where right. just by science, this person is going to have 
certain leverage over the bigger person is going to have leverage over the the smaller one. Um, by the same token, the smaller one has a lower center of gravity, so there's other things that the 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 shorter person, in this case Tisha, could do to Beck. But Beck double leg, a- single leg, go yeah, for the yeah, takedown, right? Yeah, but Beck was able to use uh, use her height. Uh, well in the pocket, you know, in the clinch. She did. As, as you need to. Yeah, she was throwing uh, throwing a lot of uppercuts. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I would hardly – I don't even know that I would go as, go as far as to say that that was a weakness of Tisha's. But of that match, yeah, that was probably – The weakest point. The weakest point, yeah. Right. But, and and all credit to Beck because she, mm-hmm. she had some beautiful uppercuts and she really good knees couple of times. in the clinch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a very good match uh, for it being two rounds to none. Right. Uh, Beck was competitive. Um, I thought there were a couple of good uh, blitzes. Tisha was just on her game mm-hmm. that day, and you know we talked about this the past couple of episodes. Which girl is is going to show up, you know, or will they both really quote unquote show up? Right. Um, Tisha showed up a little bit more today, but Beck. It's not like Beck didn't show up. No, she de- she definitely was a contender in this fight. Like you said, it was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Both girls were competitive. I'm kind of curious about Tisha Torres' her mentality because it's one thing to kind of come in ranked as number three, but it's a completely other thing to come in, rank number three, lose, yeah. and then now it's kind of like back up against the wall. What happens if you lose again? Are you really well, that's not why you be make that it good? Count. Do you think? Yeah, but I'm saying I'm kind of curious what kind of – how that changed her mentality uh, to fighting. Cause well, obviously- she said it as that she has nothing to lose now. Which was interesting because mm. I would think there would be more at stake. Yeah, I what think do you so think? Too. That's, that's what I said last week when I predicted Beck Rawlings that I thought Tisha Torres would lose. And then now that they see that she lost essentially two fights within the house, it's like, oh, maybe you're not good enough to be in the UFC. Right. You know, of course, now I'm wrong. I have no problem admitting that I'm wrong. But I'm just kind of curious again, the mentality that, that of that not nothing to lose or maybe everything to lose. Right. So, that, I think there was everything to lose. If I were the fighter in that position, I would be more – more nervous, yeah. not nervous, but if, T- if you were in Tisha's position, yeah, because I mean, it, but it all goes no. back to that killer instinct that I mentioned earlier. It's like, did that maybe increase her instinctness toward the second fight that maybe she didn't have in the first fight? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. it's a second shot, yeah. and like the whole Eminem song, you know, you had one chance, would you grab it? Uh, I watched the concert for Valo last night. So <laughs> I saw him play that one shot, did but, not miss a chance to Yeah, lose. but yeah. I often think about that. I mean, it's a very, uh, it's a very strong adage that that he quotes in there in the song that you have that one shot. What are you going to do about it? What do you make? What are you going to make of it? And we talk about Beck and Carla Esparza last year. Beck showed her stuff, did what she could, and took the opportunity and ran with it. By the same token, Tisha did with the second shot. Right. When you have a second shot, you grab it with both hands and you shake that bitch and as much ha- as you can. I absolutely agree. And Tisha did exactly what she needed to do mm-hmm. to prove to everybody that she's not, you know, a loser and she deserves to be in the house right. and she deserves to be in the top 10 or, you know, the top 15. But what I'm saying is that knowing that, oh, my God, if I lose twice on the Ultimate Fighter to girls that are significantly seated below me, mm-hmm. this is going to look bad. That's more pressure than Beck Rawlings, who says, I'm going up against Tish Torres. All I got to do is put on a good fight, and I'm going to look good. Yeah, of course she, of course she wants to win mm-hmm. to progress in the house. But yeah. I think Beck Rawlings kind of had in the back of her head. She even, Did you catch what she said in the episode? She said, this would happen to me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Beck I, mentioned about having to fight Tisha. Yeah, that's kind of saying, like, you know, she's admitting that Tisha's maybe not better than her, but at least. Oh, I thought that, I thought that was in be- reference to the fact that she has to fight a teammate, which seems oh. to be a ridiculous thing among these uh, this season. 
uh, in these cast members. Okay. Either way, the comment, uh, either way uh, that she meant it, it's still a little crazy because it's the ultimate fighter. Have you not watched the past right, 19 yeah. seasons? Crazy <laughs> right. stuff happens. Yeah. I mean, are you talking about teammates versus teammates or just in general? Yeah, about just, comments. just uh, last minute switches wow. and, you know, rolling with the punches yeah. of the ultimate fighter. It's not the UFC. I mean, even the UFC, you see, uh, you know, Hannah Brown out last minute and Joe Soto, Mr. Yep. First Timer in the UFC, had to go against TJ Dillashaw. Yep. He, stuff happens. Stuff happens yeah. in the sport. You roll with the punches. Guys, if you're going to fight in the UFC, if you're going to make it there, if you're going to try, accept stuff happens. You will fight your friends. Yeah. Sometimes you'll lose that friendship. Sometimes you won't. Other times it'll take a lot longer to, to get over. You will fight your friends. You will not necessarily get the money you're expecting to get. Uh, sponsors will drop you for reasons that you don't know. You'll say some stupid stuff on Twitter, <laughs> and then you'll regret it, but the damage may be done at that point already. So just accept that stuff happens, Yeah, and it will affect your fight career. It, it's very interesting the way that this world uh, works, and I'm just figuring it all out myself as, as I go. Yeah. Um, Jay's been a big inspiration on that because you've been in this MMA world a lot longer than I have, and George as well. Um, but it's a it's a market at the end of the day. You've trained the same amount as her, haven't you? Yeah, I took jujitsu. Um, Did you was, really? When I was eight. There Did you, you really? Go. Yeah. So he's been training way before me. Well, and then eight and a quarter came, and then he stopped. Pretty much, <laughs> it was a long hiatus after yeah. that. <laughs> and then I discovered WWE and professional wrestling. <laughs> you discovered the fake. No, stuff. I was the, a, a fan since I was five. Really? Were yeah. you a fan from? the beginning yeah yeah and i was a fan from the i think i said it on the show where i was a fan of ufc just because there was i saw a wrestler on on a ufc commercial like early on what do you mean like in the one of the early ufc's there was a professional wrestler named ludwig borga uh-huh. so i was like oh my god he's gonna be wait what is this ufc you mean they fight for real wait you mean they don't <laughs> oh so oh you were god. a wrestling fan before yeah, yeah I was wrestling back since I was like five. Okay. I'm saying like UFC was like the only reason why I even saw it to begin with because there was a professional wrestler fighting for the UFC. So that was, that's what kind of appealed me to that. Wow. You want a funny trivia story? I'm going to sidetrack this whole thing a little bit for just a brief moment. Ludwig Borga, a.k.a. Tony real Helm. name Tony Halme, who was booked, in fact, by Mr. Art Davey, whom, by the way, is enjoying, hopefully, a very nice uh, – uh, single malts and I believe a Macanudo cigar with his uh, steak tonight. UFC can drink now. Because exactly that. Yep, my man's got it right. Oh, it's the 21st. It is the 21st anniversary for UFC 1. Salute to Godfather Art and uh, everybody involved. Big John McCarthy, Horry and Gracie, Hoist Gracie, of course, yes. and uh, Campbell McLaren. Uh- I just want to say thank you to the UFC for all that they've done for our lives because obviously it's a, it's a big part of who we are. Um, and, and We'd be talking about somebody, something else if it wasn't for Art, uh, Art Davey's idea. That's so true. And um, <laughs> Art Davey, just letting you know, you created the UFC when I was born. We're the same age. Me and the UFC are the same age. Okay, I don't know what to do with that. I, I just mean, got really I mean, what, I mean, so <laughs> if, you were born, if you were born in September... That means your parents were probably, you know, getting on on New Year's Eve, um, or maybe even New Year's Day. Never so I'm kind of thinking. So I'm trying to think. When did the conception of the UFC start? Do you I think it takes nine months to four. conceptualize? <laughs> well, if you read, if you read 
Is this legal? Is this legal? By the Art inside Davey. story of the you first UFC out. by the man who created it. Wasn't oh, it right. in November? When was the first UFC? November. November twelfth. So, considering well, today, today the November tw- <laughs> uh, the twenty first anniversary of uh, the UFC one. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna no get. I'm gonna get. Bef- I'm gonna guess November <laughs> after eight o'clock. I'm gonna guess November twelfth. I'm just gonna guess. That was a That's joke. A good guess. Seeing if you guys good would guess. catch on. <laughs> uh, don't mind me. Um, Anywho, let's talk about the, the, the intense moment. Let's get real serious now after we just laughed. Um, the intense moments of the episode. Uh, Beck Rawlings opened up about something that happened in her past that I uh. guess maybe drew her to be a fighter or made her stronger as, as a mother of two. Um, she mentioned that, similar to some of the other girls, she was in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that it took her a long time to admit to herself that it was wrong and she needed to get out of it yeah. and that it took a lot of people caring about her and telling her, you know, that she needed to get out of that situation for her to actually do it. Yeah. And she said it was also um, really hard to talk about afterwards because she felt embarrassed. Mm-hmm. She felt like um, being, you know, a female martial artist and such a strong woman, she should have been, you know, strong. should be able to defend herself and not exactly. put herself in that situation. This is, I think, the third or fourth I believe the third uh, case we've had on this case story on this season of Ultimate Fighter about abuse. Uh, uh, yeah, about women being in abusive relationships and getting out of it. And we saw that quite a bit. There were a couple of really strong uh, stories as well in the previous, I'm sorry, uh, the R- Ronda versus Misha uh, season, season 17, I believe. Yeah. Uh, some of the women there as well, you know, uh, dealing with some really harsh, violent situations at home. And I think – I don't think this is uncommon, unfortunately. In in a combat sport, um, you do have people that can't control themselves at home. Um, maybe they get to let their anger out of the gym. But, you know, unfortunately, they, they bring it home with them. You know, it's inherently part of them and it's something that needs to be – worked out maybe on on a couch talking it out or uh as well as at the gym whatever um but unfortunately it's it's something that that we see you know all, all throughout society in general um but also that said i do believe w- the other thing that we're seeing a recurring theme here is women coming to combat sports mma or kickboxing whatever from abuse yeah from abuse right. and and growing in it um Becoming, being able to stand on their own two feet, and and having a backbone, uh, you know, psychologically and emotionally as well as physically. Right. And I think that's an important thing that uh, I think it's underplayed in society, or maybe society is not there yet. That MMA combat sports, and, and this has been kind of a, the spirit of martial arts in general in the past, mm-hmm. can really be good for your character. And I'd argue that MMA has a place in society. Uh, as as a, a teaching tool for uh, f- for the youth and for for kids that are bullied for <clears throat> you know young girls, um, it can be something that can teach uh, you know athleticism, sportsmanship, character. Uh, I, I went. I was a high school wrestler all four years. I didn't intend to do all four years. I uh, I, I was a fat boy and I wanted to just cut off some. Uh, Get, get rid of some baby fat. I should have stuck with it because I put it back on. But separate to that, um, it was the best four years. I'm so glad that I had that four years. And I sucked. 
I don't think I even wrestled a match my first year. And the other two years, the other three years, um, you know, I, I barely was over the 500 mark. That's including the forfeits because the other guy didn't show up. So I was a horrible wrestler, okay? But it instilled in me a certain character and belief in self. At the time that I didn't have any friends um, or very few. I mean the only guys that I would consider friends I knew through the wrestling team. Right. Um, and – you know, I was, I was a loner, but it taught me to be able to stand on my own two feet and be my own guy, whether there were people around me to support me or not. And by the same token, that is something that MMA can bring to society. That's how I got into fighting. Yeah? Yeah. I was in an abusive relationship. and um, Oh, shit. You just, I'm glad my story went first because <laughs> otherwise you would have just stolen it and uh, I would have no. had nothing. Go. No. Um, it was mostly just because of the fact that um, – he wasn't a fighter, but he was just a bigger guy. Mm. So it just ended up being that even though I had martial arts training when I was younger, it just kind of, in my brain, it was kind of like, I can't tell anybody. But at the same time, mm. if I fight back, what does that Causes mean? bigger yeah, problems. Yeah, you know, it causes more arguments. And I didn't know, like, what to do with that. So, mm. you know, I had a, a really great, um, he was a, six degree black belt in Tung Sudo and he was just like, you know what? Who cares? You should still train and if he does anything, you should report it and you should talk to somebody yeah. and do what you need to do. So I, we obviously broke up and there was other drama that I would rather not get into, but when I went to college... Like what? Tell us about it. I'm just kidding. I was like, <laughs> um, But the great thing was that when I went to college and I started teaching a self-defense class in downtown San Francisco, mm -hmm. more girls started to do the same thing. They told me that they were in abusive relationships or they were bullied throughout school or anything yeah. like that. And then eventually they just became confident. And then I became confident. And then our testimonials kind of just stretched from there. I mean, the important wow. thing is that is that there are ways to overcome it, that it's mm -hmm. not – you shouldn't let it hold you down, that it is a serious factor in society that shouldn't be happening. But again, there are, are ways to overcome it, to turn that negative into a positive. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, both of your stories are, I think, so helpful to people watching that are in these situations. Um, it doesn't happen to the weak. I think that's something that's maybe a stereotype on people that get abused is that they're weak. And that's why, hmm. um, you know, predators prey on them. I think yeah. abuse victims sometimes are just put in situations they don't expect uh. and 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 bad comes from it. Um, so I don't want people in that situation like Beck Rawlings mentioned. She felt weak. Yeah. You're not weak. Yeah. Uh, you're just you're in a scenario. You're caught, guard. you're caught off guard and you're in a scenario that, you know, you shouldn't be in and you need um, you need to talk to people. I think it's important that people out there know that it's okay to talk about it. Oh, um, yeah. I yeah. love when public figures come forward with their stories, um, not to create some sort of media scrum, but to tell women out there, I just shared it you know, on the news. Mm -hmm. You can share it with a friend or a teacher or a counselor or yeah. a mom, you know what I mean? Anybody just to, just to help. And martial arts, if not anything else, is unity. Um, mm -hmm. I've never been part of a gym, uh, a martial arts gym, that didn't have that unified spirit. Anybody at any time uh, would help you out. It's like, you know, you go out to eat after and you become best friends yeah. with the people you train with because yeah. you're literally sweating, bleeding, and punching each other in the face all day. There's no yeah. better unity than in a martial arts gym. And I think that um, what you said about the maturity and the character building that it has is so accurate. Um, I've actually had these conversations with people. Um, mm -hmm. They go, you know, 
where'd you get this sort of attitude from? And and they you know and they wonder because well, you know you are a Jersey girl. I am a Jersey girl, <laughs> uh, but but more so the you know, I guess the maturity at my age. You know, I was sixteen mm-hmm. when I started doing it, and um, they wonder where I get it from. And I was like, you, you know, I do martial arts, and like, oh, that's it. So I think people, <laughs> I think you're right. People do see it as yeah. you know a character building thing, and. I know when I have kids, if I have kids, I will definitely start them in martial arts from a young age. Oh, yeah. It's just not only self-defense. I mean, that's the most obvious factor that they can defend themselves, you know, if harm comes their way. But more so the character building, like you said, working with other kids, um, seeing the humility in martial arts, that it's okay Mm -hmm. to get, you know, and it sounds crazy, but you you guys who do martial arts get it when you, it's okay to get hit in the face. You know, Mm -hmm. it's okay to lose. It's okay to overcome. When it's in competition, not at home. Yeah. That's different. That's a very good point. Let's clarify. Let's not get off the mattresses and the bunk beds and start doing, you know. Well, no, I I don't mind that part. I mean, we we did pro wrestling as kids, you know, that'll happen. But no, I mean, obviously people are getting uh, the point of the conversation, I think. But uh, to, to say it's okay to get punched in the face. When you're training and yes, when there's yes, mutual yes, respect I did not mean it like that, and yeah. limitations uh, uh, even, and control. Even like jujitsu, get, getting submitted, I should say. Yeah. Uh, you know, it might sound a lot less vulgar. But um, just lo- feeling that uh, defeat, mm-hmm. in, especially in practice. Um, I think a lot of young uh, people, males especially, I'm going to say, um, have have trouble with losing. You know, you see kids, mm-hmm. they lose their first football game or soccer game or t-ball match and they cry. And, you know, and that's normal, you know. But I think martial arts teaches you a certain uh, humility in it. I mean, that's one of the main factors of martial arts. You learn how to lose and you learn how to get hit and hit back. Yeah. You know, type of mindset. But anyway, um, I'm glad we talked about that. Yeah. If anything, if anybody's in a scenario listening or watching to this and not sure what to do, um, I I think the uh, our our message is that don't put up with it. Yeah. And – do what you got to do to get yourself out of it. Find a safe way to get yourself out of it. Yep. I know. Um, Very important. A safe way. Find a support network and, and do something about it because it is worth it to get yourself out of it. Yeah. It is not worth it to put up with it. And, hey, uh, one, like like we were saying earlier, I know it might be redundant, but one of the great places to find that support network is mm-hmm. a gym. Join a gym. Uh, start to get to know people. Talk to them. Share your story. Yeah. And I guarantee you'll find someone that can help you out there. Yeah. Um, so moving on, I want to. I just want to talk about this match really quick. Um, I want to talk about the polls that Karen Bryant had uh, that was on the bottom of the screen during Tough Talk. That one got to you, didn't it? What? <laughs> so okay, guys, I could see what how was the Beck question. Roll, all right, the, okay. all right. Let me tell you the question. Uh, who won the fight was the first poll question at the bottom of the screen. Beck, Tisha. Fans' opinion. Fans' opinion. People, you know, vote online. Whatever you guys do, you know, maybe our some of our fans were voting. What the hell? <laughs> I do not understand this at all. Okay, I could see. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the answer in a minute. But I, I could see Beck Rawlings maybe winning the second round. It being close, maybe winning it the first round. Are you guys crazy? So, so the the poll was who won the fight? Right. It was fluttering and it was up only and two, down. We only went two rounds. We didn't need to go to a third. No. And the fans, fifty six percent said Beck Rawlings. What are you watching? They might have gotten the names mixed up. I freaking <laughs> hope so. George, help me out here. What were they watching? Do that again. You look so precious. 
<laughs> I just don't oh, you get watching? it. Those numbers really did not make any sense. They yeah, it was 30-something for Tisha, 56 for It was going Beck. up and down, yeah. yeah. And, and then there was Herb, De- <laughs> Herb Dean's icon, which said it should have gone to a third round, <laughs> indicating there was a tie 1-1. One, one. Which, that's fine. I would have rather 99% that, and say... That, what was that, about 13 or so? It was 12. Yeah, it was okay. 12% that said it should have gone to third round. Okay, take that 56% that said Beck Rawlings won, please... Help yourselves and put it over to the to the little icon of Herb Dean and say it should have gone a third round. Because wh- whoever saw the first round and thought that Beck Rawlings won, yeah, I, I don't think you should be watching martial arts. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it. It really bothered me. Tisha really stood out with her striking in the first one. And again, although to to be fair, um, we did say you know Beck didn't uh, Beck wasn't necessarily losing or having a bad performance in the first round, but Tisha was having a better first uh, round. Yeah. To be sure. The, the first round was a slam dunk. Um, once again, Beck didn't do bad, right. but Tisha definitively won the mm-hmm. first round. Second round, once again, I could see it being close. I still give it to Tisha, uh, personal opinion, but I could see it being but close. Beck had the takedown, at least. Be- mm-hmm. Yeah, Beck did have a takedown. Um, yeah. But to give Beck both rounds, 56% of the viewers, MMA fans, come on! Don't make mama mad. Don't make mama mad. This is the Jersey Devil we're talking oh. about here, guys. Study better. And then let's go to the other uh, the other poll I was much more in agreement with. Uh, it was who 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 was uh, I don't know how they phrased it. Who who was more in the wrong in the house as far as oh, the bullying? The way. mean girls thing. Yeah. Yeah. The that- scrapettes or the choppettes? Scrapettes. 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 Yes, Alexis. Scrapettes. You are in agreement with seventy uh, percent of America, which I don't know what the other percent of you thought but uh yeah the scrapettes was angela magana beck rawlings uh yeah those girls uh angela and then, beck uh, angela hill angela magana <clears throat> beck and rose um, the chop I mean, bets. they were booing at yeah Tisha. that was yeah that, that was kind of uh, that was beck rawlings said bullshit. on tough talk that they were booing the judges not oh, were Tisha. they? Well, it doesn't matter. They shouldn't be booing either way. Either they don't way. Boo a decision that was pretty clear cut. I yeah. mean, George will agree that Joe. Well, stood apparently, up America doesn't think and, it's clear cut. Yeah, like Joe stood up and was just like, "Why are you booing? Like, it's a decision. Like, be professional. Yeah, yeah. Like, these We're are professional, professional fighters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly." And I was just like, "But let's talk about this whole." <sighs> <sighs> this whole drama. We finally we got gotten to the point. We yeah, we finally we got the drama. We We've got about five episodes left of this whole thing. And I think this is what we're going to see, especially now that Tisha has gone forward. Although, to be, to be fair, now that Tisha's gone forward, of the, let's see here, uh, of the eight fighters left in the tournament. Yes. And, and this, I'll, I'll bring it back to the, to our, our drama storyline, mm-hmm. um, only one of them, Rose, is Team Melendez. Right. This team versus team thing through the quarterfinals is a. I'm going to make up a word. It's a wicked trouncing of. What a great word. Thank you. That's a great word. Keep it out. Hashtag trouncing. Um, <laughs> as Dennis Miller would say, stomp like a <laughs> narc at a biker rally. Wow. But uh, what is it? One, two. Three, four, five, six. I, I should know this easily. Seven to one. One minus eight minus one is seven. So, yes, yeah, seven to one. Seven to one. Jay can do math. Seven to one. We haven't seen this since uh, Ultimate Fighter 4, the, the comeback season. Yeah. To be to be fair, uh, uh, Gilbert Melendez technically had Tisha Torres, but not at the time of her win. Yeah, so exactly, yeah. So it goes to Pettis. But, um... So the thing is, though, now the drama we're going to see over the next uh, next two or three weeks here, or the f- le- five left, is right. um, the drama of Pettis versus Pettis. Those fighters. Right. Now, 
is that going to play to the same extent that uh, of drama that we've seen with Team Melendez, which has I, turned into this clicky Mean Girls thing, which is the point of you know what we're I don't getting think to. so Cause, no? because that was all Team Melendez, at, wasn't it? It was all Team Melendez. Yeah. That's a good point. But look at look at who's fighting: Felice Herrig, Randa Marcos. Have you ever seen the two of them talk? No, no. but we've okay. only watched for one hour right. per week. But they obviously don't have an immense chemistry with each other because we would have okay. seen them clicking. Right. Uh, Ashley Daly, Jessica Penne, have we ever seen them? No. no. Okay. Carla Esparza, Tisha Torres. Clearly they have feuds. That might be a spicy one. Uh, JoJo and Rose. Mm-hmm. There's no fighting well, there. That, they had a nice stare there. down yeah. at, at, the, at the, you know, the face-off. That's going to be intense on a, on a professional level. I just love that the coaches had to, had to bail them had to pull out. Them apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've <laughs> never <laughs> seen that Come before. On, I've never Come seen on. that just stare down. They were, they were both just had that, I'm not going to look away first. I'm not going to I think JoJo first. actually said that. I never look away yeah. first. Yeah. I love that, JoJo. You're so saucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to rank them. Rank them in terms Ooh. of what? Uh, um, winning and, you know, who's going to be... Well, you, you rank, do rankings of the uh, of the eight in here? The final eight, yeah. Okay, so we probably shouldn't do that on live internet, however. Why? Because we're going to be sitting here talking. It makes for bad TV or, or bad internet, trust me. <laughs> I've, I've heard other podcasts that do that, and it's bad enough to listen to them, let alone the good people watching Oh, I already have it in YouTube. my head. I know how I okay. want it. Okay. Um, well, look, I'll this post whole... it on the YouTube comment. I'll comment on our YouTube link, and I'll tell you who That'd I think nice. uh, the rankings are. So what do you make about this whole thing about getting kicked out of the room? Tisha now. I, I think that's really interesting, especially I – mean, I'm taking it back to the beginning of the show. Yeah. But the storyline about Beck and – what are we – Beck and the Scrapettes yeah. wanting Heather and Tisha, so, the so-called – Chumpets. The chumpets. Kicked out of the uh, kicked out of the room because Beck didn't want to look at Tisha. No, Beck I'm sure said, she's not going to want to look at her even more now. Be- good point. But Beck said on Tough Talk that it had nothing to do with her fighting Tisha Torres and wanting Tisha out of the room. Mm-hmm. Her defense on Tough Talk, though she was sitting on the couch next to Tisha, mm-hmm. was that she mainly wanted Heather out of the room, and that the best way to get Heather out of the room was to kick them both out and say that we wanted both of you out. Oh, so it was a nice little PC thing. Yeah, yeah. she said she. That's what she said on Tough Talk. If you, if you, I'm, I'm sure she said it. She said that she, uh, she really wanted Heather out. I think she was kind of coming back on her word because she was right. sitting next to Tisha, and she might have more respect for Tisha now. As she defended her like three times on Tough Talk when Karen Bryant asked her, "Who's your least favorite person in the house?" You can say it's Tisha. It's okay, and she's like, "No, it's not Tisha at all. <laughs> it's Heather. Instead. It's Heather." Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, whatever. Well, wasn't that nice for Beck to consider Heather's feelings by trying to find somebody else to kick out with Heather? Like, dude, yeah, yeah, wasn't that nice? Dude, you guys all live in the same house. You're all going to fight each other. It's all going to get mushed up in a big ball. And they've done this 19 times here in the U.S., twice in Brazil, once in China, and most recently in Mexico. Mexico. Mm. How much time do we have left? Do we have time for After Buzz Predictions? We've two minutes, so let's do it. And now, your After Buzz <laughs> TV predictions. <laughs> what fight is next week, first off? Um, two. Well, there's two. We're going into the semifinals For sure now. there's two? Uh, I would think so. We kind of mapped this All right, out. quickly. Give me the fights. Uh, All briefly. right, let's just say it's Herrig and Randa. And- Rand- Randa. No, 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 no. Uh, Phyllis Herrig. Go. Phyllis Herrig and Randa, Randa Marcos. You guys are going random. Sweet, lightning floor. round, baby. We got to do lightning <laughs> round. Marcos. You can't yeah, be Randa. thinking about no it. Brainer, no lightning brainer. round. All right, All right cool. yeah, I'll Jay. take, I'll as take well. Felice. Yep. Next, Ash Bash Daily versus Jessica Penne. Jessica Penne. Ash the Bash. Ash the Bash. Jessica Penne. Mm, Ash the Bash. Jessica. 
Next. Uh, Carla and Tisha. Carla. Next. Oh. Carla. Carla. That's a toss-up. I have a tough time with that one. I, I really, think the I next know. one's a toss-up. Rose ah. versus JoJo? That one I don't know. That one I don't know. Rose. 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 Rose, Rose, Rose it is. is uh, I'm fresher. Go I'm hoping with Joe. I'm going to have to go I'm with Joanne. Yeah. Rose. Rose and, is fresher And it has nothing to do with Joanne thinking that I, I – because I love her. and She's got some nice legs. But nice I'm just going to say JoJo just because you said Rose. Oh, you're we can't all, we can't all agree. You're a bully. <laughs> we can all agree. Um, yeah, all agree. You that can have your opinion. Boring TV. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, Rose and Carla are, are my top two contenders. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see Tisha Torres win. I would like to see her. I would. Too. I would. I just like to see them fight. That's going to be a badass fight. You We're have Tisha get Torres that. with her wicked uh, Muay Thai, and then you have. Uh, Carla Esparza with her amazing wrestling, but still some good stand-up. So I yeah. think it's going to be a good fight. I believe next week will be the first two, Felice and Randa. Yeah, I think you're and right. And Ash versus Jessica. And then week, the following week, two weeks from today, would be Carla and Tisha mm-hmm. and Rose and JoJo. Uh, from there, we will have two uh, – what will we have? That's our uh, – we'll be into the semifinals there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be two ma- two matches, so two weeks there. That'll uh, fill up 12th, and then the finale, just less than a month away, on Fox. December 12th. Fox Sports. Almost all the girls are fighting on the finale. Most of them. Have any None of them have been announced yet, have no. they? No. Right. Of course not. I guess they can't. They're probably, the matches are probably booked. Yeah, they are. The, okay. Everyone's cutting weight yeah, right now. Sure. You see on their Twitters and their Facebooks. Oh, They're okay. all, like, getting ready. Right. Yeah. Anyway, we're wrapping up here, guys. There's the music. J-Tam, what do you got to say? JTAN716, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Godfather Art. I salute you, sir. Alexis? Oh, okay. My yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on ATORES890 on Twitter and Instagram. I am so close to 100 Twitter followers. Woo-hoo! At G Hermosa, G H E R M O Z A. I'm like 10 away. I'm like 10 more people. Let's I need 100 followers. Hashtag trouncing. Let's get this trouncing. thing trending. T R O U N C I N G. You heard him, guys. Trouncing with George Hermosa. A hundred followers. It's the Jersey Devil's turn. Go, let her oh, go. Oh, uh, you can find me at DariaB28 on all your social media and at my new Facebook page, Daria the Jersey Devil Baronado. Go like it, guys. Um, I want to say, Alexis, thank you for sharing your story as I well as you, self, Jay. Um, I just want to say it again. Guys out there, girls out there, uh, it could be guys, too, so let's not um, yeah. mm-hmm. be sexist here. If you're in a situation of abuse, please uh, reach out and tell somebody, anybody, anybody who you think can help. Uh, and go join a martial arts gym, guys, because yes. we're all here for a reason. It's a great sport. Art Davey, thank you for creating this wonderful platform for martial arts 21 years ago. Um, we'll see it. you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.